Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. So many of us can see our mistakes, our failures, our setbacks. We can see these things as a reflection of who we are. And many of our youth can take these mistakes or failures way too personal. Many of them use the simple but inaccurate if-then statement. That being, if I fail, then I am a failure. This can be seen as taking a verb, failing, and making it a noun, failure. So in this episode, I'm not going to be talking about the importance of positive self-talk or how you as a parent can remind your child, you know what, everybody makes mistakes. Instead, I want to share a helpful way that you or your child can begin to see these mistakes, mishaps, blunders, bloopers, fails, or follies. All of these things we can see with a new, with a different lens. And in my opinion, this different lens, this reframe, is a much more accurate assessment of what's really going on. Failing doesn't make you a failure. Failing is more times than not an indication that there has been a system error. That's what I like to call them, system errors. And to help make some more sense of this, I'm going to share a recent system error that I experienced. All right, so a few weeks ago, I drove to work, parked outside my office. When I was getting out of the car, I went to hit the lock button on the inside of the door, and it didn't lock. I thought maybe this was due to an electrical error. Maybe the cold weather was the issue. I didn't know what was going on. By the way, no one who knows me would ever describe me as someone who knows a lot about cars. I'm no gearhead. I'll just say that. But when the door wouldn't lock, I just got out of the car, walked towards my office, and I hit that little uh, lock button on my key fob. After that, I just headed into my office and didn't give it a second thought. That is until I left my office eight hours later and walked out to a car that was still running. Yeah, I never shut the car off. I put it in park. That I know, because the car was still in the same location as it was earlier. But it was clear that my car had been running the entire time I was sitting in my office. So yeah, the reason the door wouldn't lock when I hit the lock button on the door was because the car was still running. As I climbed into my car and saw that blinking low fuel light in that moment, I thought, you're such an idiot, Thompson. Only you could do something so airheaded, so careless, so irresponsible. But I caught myself in this name calling, this shame and blame game. And I said out loud, Nick, we have experienced a system error. It's sort of a Houston, we have a problem way of looking at things. This running vehicle that was nearly out of gas was an indication that a system error had occurred. All right. When you think about it, when we make a mistake, when we come up short, when we fail, we have three main ways to respond. We can personalize it, excuse it, or use it. So in that situation I just shared, I could personalize it by saying, I'm an idiot. I'm such a space cadet. Or I could try to excuse it by telling myself, you know what? I was in a rush. Everybody makes mistakes. And you know what else? The car should have shut off on its own. Or instead, I could use it. And what I mean when I say use it 
is that I could choose to see this as an opportunity to create a system so it doesn't happen again. And that's a personal. But when it comes to parenting, what I often see is that many parents will personalize or excuse the mistakes their child makes. The personalizing process can look like or sound like, my daughter is so forgetful. She's always forgetting to turn things in. She's just like her father. But if it's not personalizing, parents will often excuse it. And that can sound like, you know what, sweetheart? We all make mistakes. It's not that big of a deal. Or maybe the excuse comes in the form of an email sent from the parent excusing the mistake with a convincing justification that may or may not be all that factual. Okay, but I do want to be clear about something. Communicating to your child that we all make mistakes is an important message to share with your child when they're experiencing the negative emotion that arrives after a mishap or mistake. But the conversation doesn't need to end there. And by using the system air approach, what can occur is your child may be able to depersonalize this negative experience a bit by seeing it as a flaw in the program, not a flaw in the person. When we screw up, when we forget something important, when we fail, what tends to happen next is that we begin to think big thoughts. Way, way too big of thoughts. And big thoughts and big emotions will always demand big changes. And that can come in the form of, you know what? That was such a huge fail. Something must really, really be wrong with me. Therefore, I need to change who I am. Here's the thing. No, you don't. Settle down, sport. Tap the brakes, turbo. All you need to do is create or change a system. And on this topic of creating or changing, after a young person has fallen short, forgot something important, or failed big time, parents will often lead with some version of, you know, you should really blank. Or they'll use its kinder cousin known as, have you ever thought of trying? And then insert sound life advice here. But here's the thing. As a parent, I encourage you to not jump in initially with your solution, as sound as it may be. Because before solution talk occurs, what someone needs is support. Support is needed prior to any discussion of solutions. And on this support before solution approach, I want to share the audio from an episode of the show Modern Family. And here's a brief setup here. Phil Dunphy is at a spa getting a manicure and pedicure. He's sitting there in one of those spa massage chairs, and he's surrounded by women who are also enjoying a spa day. This clip starts with Phil receiving a call from his wife, Claire. If you want to watch the video, link for it will be in the show notes. Oh, there's my better half. Kim, would you mind? Thank you. Hey, honey, where are you? Oh, I'm on my way to Downey. Oh, uh, did you know Karen and Richard Carpenter grew up in Downey? What a random and not helpful fact, Phil. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having kind of a rough day. Yeah, I'm kind of having a rough day myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Phil, I need you to take care of dinner for me. What's wrong? Oh, Alex ripped Haley's favorite sweater, and now I'm driving around from store to store trying to find the exact same one before Haley finds out. Don't do that. Just explain to her what happened. Uh-uh. Haley's not going to understand. Sure she will. No, Phil, you don't understand. I'm trying to avoid this turning into a whole big thing. Then just get her something close. She'll never know the difference. Phil, could you just take care of dinner, sweetie? That's all I'm asking. That's it. I'm just saying there's a simpler way to do this. There is no simpler way. Just make dinner. Thank you. Hello? 
Okay, I'm confused. You're saying that if she tells me she has a problem, I'm not supposed to help her? Not unless she asks for your help. But if she lets me help her, I can make her problem go away. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is such a male thing to say. Well, forgive me for being a man. Mm. Mango or kiwi? Ooh, kiwi. When you say, you know, do this or do that, all she's hearing is, I'm smarter than you. Believe me, she doesn't think that. Mm. She doesn't want you to solve her problems. She just wants you to give her support so that she can solve her problems herself. Yes, mm. and sometimes, sometimes she just wants a sympathetic ear. Oh. Whoa, yes. whoa. Maybe it's all the creams, but that just made sense, girlfriends. So if Claire says, I hate getting stuck in traffic, I shouldn't say maybe you should leave earlier or don't get on the freeway. I should just say, I know. It's so frustrating. Yes. Really? Yes. yes. And, and if she says, uh, uh, the waiter I had today was so rude, I shouldn't say, maybe you should just order something on the menu for once. No. I should just say, what a jerk. Yes. And if she says, Phil, the TV's driving me crazy, I should just say, I know, there is not enough quality programming for women. No. Turn off the damn TV. Okay, now I'm confused again. So I wanted to share that clip because I think it does a great job of making sense of this support before solutions approach. But I do believe that once a young person feels supported, we don't need to stop there. When your child makes a mistake, comes up short, fails, or forgets, this is usually an indication that a system needs to be created or that a system needs to be changed, maybe tweaked a bit. For example, when your child forgets to turn something in, this doesn't mean that, well, hey, they're just so forgetful, which is who they are. No, this means that a system of recall or reminder system needs to be created. And I'll say this, the approach of I'll commit that to memory, that's not a system. I like to say that committing something to memory will result in the lifelong sentence known as forgetting. This system's approach can help your child begin to step out of the personalization of the problem and instead get to a more objective viewpoint that allows for reflection and the dissection of the system error. Our lives, our days, they're made up of countless mini and major systems. And these systems supply the structure. And they give us the detail or describe the directions needed to get through the day and to meet certain expectations. And life will always find a way to keep chucking curveballs our direction. And these curveballs will test our current systems or show us that new ones need to be created. An important note here, as a parent, Please don't get all caught up on how basic or easy a certain task, process, or practice may appear, appear to you. What I mean by that is that if you choose to adopt the system's air approach, you may at times think to yourself, wow, my child really needs to create a system so that they remember to brush their teeth, get ready for school, or so they can remember to eat lunch? Really? Shouldn't that just come natural? And I say this, well, if there's a system error, then evidently this is not something that can be described as innate or ingrained. And that's okay. Just because something comes easily for you or for other kids or maybe your other kids, this doesn't mean it will for your child. And this contemplation via comparison, it's useless. It's irrelevant. In social work, one of the buzz phrases is meeting clients where they're at. And I believe this absolutely applies to parenting. Parents must meet their child where they're at. 
and doing that will be highly difficult. If you find it frustrating, possibly absurd, that your child needs to create a system to complete what you and others may see as so simple or basic in nature. And back to my story from earlier. I mean, I'm in my late 30s and I needed to create a system to make sure I shut my car off. I've been driving for over 20 years and that's something that I just recently figured out I needed to do. Oh yeah, and I, I, I think I'd never shared what my brilliant fix was for that system error. So I'll just uh, briefly share that. You, you may want to write this down. It's, a, it's, it's incredible. It's a three-step process with backup checks in place. Step one, look at the starter button in the car to make sure it says off. Yeah, okay. Step two, if the door doesn't lock, return to step one. And finally, step three, don't put your headphones on until you get out of the car so that you can hear if the car is still running. All right, but back to it. People with attention issues, and I'm definitely a part of this club, we will need more systems than the average person to get through the day. Brandon Slade of Stride Learning gives a great example of this. So he shares this story from his childhood. So in the morning, when his family was in a rush to get out the door, his parent would say, go make yourself some toast. And like 10 minutes later, when he hadn't made it to the car, his parent would come into the kitchen to see what the issue was. And what they would see, what they would witness, is an absolute mess. There was stuff everywhere. And this mess didn't even result in Brandon having made toast. So this botched breakfast attempt indicated to Brandon that he needed to create a system for making toast. And making toast may be something that you see as easy. But it wasn't for Brandon. And it isn't for many of our youth. So remember, meet your child where they're at. So Brandon created a nine-step system for making toast. Step one, get out bread. Step two, plug in toaster. Step three, set toaster to appropriate level. Step four, put bread in toaster. Step five, get butter out of fridge. Step six, get plate and knife ready. Step seven, get toast from toaster. Step eight, put toast on plate. And step nine, add butter to toast. There you have it. Brandon's system for making toast. These developmental periods of childhood and adolescence should be, need to be, periods that are filled with system trial and errors. But what I see so often is that parents can actually stunt this system approach by fixing the problem or by excusing the issue. With a sort of a, it's just easier if I do it. And yeah, possibly easier for today, but this isn't a sustainable approach if you want your child to create systems that will benefit them not only today, but for the rest of their life. And when a parent fixes the problem or excuses the mistake, what occurs is that the child doesn't get to, yes, get to experience the negative emotion that arrives after the mistake, the folly, the fail. And the problem with that is the negative emotion is essential. It is necessary for someone to develop the motivation to change. That negative emotion or emotions, they provide the initial spark that is required to create or change a system. So if you as a parent have a tendency to save the day, I encourage you to instead get out of the way. 
Get out of the way and allow your child to feel the disappointment, the frustration, anger, sadness, maybe even embarrassment that will appear when you are willing to steer clear. So just an idea. Maybe it's time to hang up that Save the Day superhero cape. Retire that jersey. Put it up in the rafters so that your child can feel what they need to feel in order to get to the realization that a system needs to be created or changed. But actually, as I think about it, you may need that cape. Maybe you shouldn't retire it. Instead, throw that bad boy on. Post-problem. Post-mishap or mistake. Fly in there. When the time arrives that support is needed. And when a systems check is called for. And what can this systems check conversation look like? On that, I like to adapt the design thinking five-step process to use. The five steps of design thinking are empathize, define, ideate, prototype, and test. A link for design thinking will be in the show notes. And as always, with any framework that I provide, make it your own, or even better, have your child make it their own. So step one is to empathize. This is where you'll use all those active listening skills to hear about and to feel the negative emotions your child is experiencing. This step is where those open-ended questions, emotional labeling, reflections, paraphrasing, and clarifications will be of great use. So once your child knows you have empathy for them with this particular system error, you can then get to step two of define. And this is where active listening continues to be of great utility by getting your child to define what the error was. And through this process of defining, the hope, the goal, is that the error becomes less about the person and more about the problem. And once the system error has been defined and understood, then comes ideate. And this step should start with seeing if a system needs to be created or if a system needs to be tweaked, modified, changed. And you can usually figure this out by asking some form of, what have you tried? And I think this should be the go-to lead-in instead of, have you thought about trying? Reason being, maybe your child already has a system in place, a system that just needs to be modified a bit. But if that's not the case, the uh, what have you tried question may be met with a confused look from your child and a response of, uh, what do you mean? I haven't really tried anything. So if that's the case, you then move into brainstorming some system ideas. And here's where you really want your child to take the reins of the process. Having them brainstorm what system ideas they can create. Moving on to the next step, prototype. This is where your child creates or changes a system and then they write it down. They write down what that new system is using specific language. Remembering the specificity of Brandom's system of making toast. It was incredibly specific. And it was put into a series of easily understood steps. Try harder. Don't screw up next time. These are not prototypes. And moving on. The final step is test. This testing process is usually something called life. Maybe as trying again tomorrow. Because we know life is great at doing one thing for sure. And that is testing our systems to see if they work or if they need to be changed. So that was an adaptation of the design thinking process that can be used to have this systems check conversation. 
and a close. I want to share what the inspiration was for this episode. It actually wasn't the experience the other day of forgetting to turn my car off. The inspiration came a few days ago when I was listening to an interview of Tom Shadiak. He's a writer, director, and producer. And in this interview, he was asked if he was happier now than he has been in the past. And Tom's reply was, yes, absolutely, no question. And then he said, happiness is just a measure of a system working well. And I think we're designed to work in concert with other people, in community, in service, to feel part of something greater than ourselves. And so I'm doing those things. And consequently, yeah, I'm much, much happier. End of quote. I just love that definition of happiness. And it now has become the main definition that I want to use, that I want to share, that I want to put into practice. So the way I see it, these system errors and these system checks, they're not just about avoiding future fails. It's actually much bigger than that. This systems approach can be used to create systems that when implemented, end up with the consequence of being a much, much happier person. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again. Thanks again.